recording here. We will get started with the July 8th PRSA Southeast District Best Practice Call. Good afternoon to everybody who can join us and for those who will be joining us in just a moment. Uh, we've got a great discussion ahead here. I look forward to it. I just wanted to talk about uh, one, we've got some chapter events coming up around the district. Uh, July 14th, Alabama, we'll be talking about navigating misinformation online. That's a virtual event that you could be a part of. July 15th, the media panel, um, 2020 impact on newsrooms. And I can't remember which chapter that is. One of the chapter wants to take credit for that. And then Nashville uh, has got a great one with a nationally recognized uh, expert talking about how to speak with confidence and engage your audience in virtual events. There are so many of them these days, and uh, honestly, they all could run together. So there's some great expertise that's going to be shared on how to really pop through that screen, pop through that Zoom call to really um, out, be outstanding and engage with folks. So be sure to check those out. Uh, still time, if you're interested to be part of our board next year, uh, Heather, Kevin, and I are working to assemble a slate to present to you all uh, at our call next month. Uh, but if you've just been on vacation or you've been snowed under, uh, and this is something that may be of interest to you, feel free to get a hold of Heather or any of the board members and uh, let them know you are interested. Uh, with that business out of the way, I want to hand it over to our board member, Natasha, to introduce our two guest speakers. Thank you, Brad. Well, listen, it is my like absolute pleasure to in introduce to you um, this afternoon the co-chairs of the Charlotte um, or the PRSA Charlotte Chapters D&I Committee. Um, Ashley Simmons and Giovanna Torres have been exceptional leading our diversity and inclusion initiatives um, and I'll just share a little bit about um, actually I'm just going to read from their bios right. So Ashley Simmons serves as Director of Public Relations for the Morin Van Allen Public Affairs Practice Group. Ashley provides clients with senior level strategic communications and media relations counsel. Um, she develops and manages public relations campaigns and strategic messaging. Um, she arranges stakeholder meetings and crisis comms, um, provides crisis and issues management comms. And Ashley has over 10 years of experience. She's worked in government and um, uh, city city government and for school districts uh, for several counties uh, throughout North Carolina and she has been a wonderful co-chair for the last two years is that right Ashley um, and Giovanna Torres is a bilingual marketing professional professional with eight plus years of advertising um, agency and media industry experience Giovanna currently serves as communications manager for the arts and science council of Charlotte Mecklenburg, where she focuses on social media management, digital marketing, media relations, and creating meaningful connections with the community. Her passion for arts and culture and interest in journalism led her to create, is it Sign Casual? Is that right? In 2016. Um, I will say that Ashley and Giovanna have been tremendous champions of our diversity, diversity and inclusion initiative for our chapter. Um, and because of the, the great work that they've um, sort of performed, we have um, really moved the needle and diversity and inclusion is in every committee conversation um, for the Charlotte chapter. And it, you know, it's particularly the last two years that um, these ladies have been um, championing this initiative. So 
they'll talk to us a little bit about how they've done that. So Ashley and Giovanna, we'll turn it over to you. Perfect. Thank you, Natasha. And let me just say thank you to you, Natasha, and thank you, Brad, for this opportunity to have us on, um, to have us share some best practices from our perspective. And I also want to thank Natasha as someone who has really been a mentor for the DNI process for our chapter. Um, she and another chapter member who also served on the board at the time actually developed our chapter's DNI overall strategy. Um, and it was a labor of love for them. They put a lot of, of tears and, and sweat equity into it and really provided our chapter with a great framework that we were able to then build from. So Natasha, we must, of course, thank you for that. Um, I'll start just by talking about the past two years. Um, this was not the first time that our chapter had attempted a DNI committee, if you will, but 2019 really was the first year that we pulled together this infrastructure for a full-fledged committee um, with co-chairs and with a strategy to really work from and lead our work. We learned a lot in that first year. Um, one of the things that I would emphasize to all of you as you're thinking about your DNI strategy and what you want to do is just to not let yourself get overwhelmed. It's very easy for that to happen as you think about the breadth of work that you could potentially do. Um, but really figure out how you're able to best integrate yourself within what is already happening in your chapter. That has definitely been the secret sauce, if you will, for us. Um, in 2019, we had a lot of lofty ideas. We wanted to do it all. We were like, we've got to make this happen. And we quickly realized just how fast you can become overwhelmed when you have that approach. And so for 2020, what we wanted to look at is we looked at the entire chapter, the structure of our chapter, and our goal was to figure out how do we integrate ourselves within everything that our chapter is doing. So whether it's an event, whether it's a committee, whether it is monthly programming, um, whether it is our signature award ceremony that we do every year, how can we make sure that DNI is incorporated into that rather than creating some, you know, big standalone program, if you will, for DNI? And we've seen a lot of success with that. Some of the highlights that Giovanna and I will share today are just that, where we've really dug in with our fellow committees, with our fellow board members, and figured out how we could really incorporate that DNI perspective into everything that we're doing. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Giovanna, and she'll kick off some of our examples that we'll share, and then we'll just continue through those um, throughout the discussion. Thank you, Ashley, and thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you for giving us the space and the time. Um, as Ashley said, um, the DNI committee has been meeting now for two years um, officially, but um, I, I became a part I, to, the, to the committee in um, January this year. So when we had our, the DNI committee had its first big brainstorming meeting of the year in January, which feels like it was like 50 months ago. Um, it, it was great because let me tell you that, and, and Natasha mentioned something, Ashley mentioned something too, but in order to make progress and really move the needle, um, the key is to have members that are really committed to this work and that are, are passionate and open to sharing feedback. And when we met in January, that's, that's what I felt the first time I met with the committee. So, 
So we started, I mean, it was great uh, straight off the bat. Um, and some of the things that we implemented um, and that we decided during that great brainstorming session, um, like Ashley said, was the, the, the secret was tapping into the different communities within the, the Charlotte chapter. So for example, one of the, the big things we're doing this year that we started doing this year um, was tapping into the communications um, committee. Uh, as you all know, or you may know within your chapters, we do have a Charlotte chapter monthly newsletter that goes out to all of our members. So one of the things we, we did was implement this DNI focus column in the newsletter, the e-newsletter, where we talk about relevant topics to diversity and inclusion. We've already submitted uh, two pieces uh, that have gone out. Uh, the first one was on the importance of becoming a diversity and inclusion ally, which we received great feedback um, on. And the latest one, was um, which was great because uh, it came out I believe it was in June for uh, Pride Month and we talked about uh, the importance of gender pronouns. So that's something new that's something that's been uh, generating some good feedback within the chapter and and like Ashley mentioned it, it doesn't take that much extra work you know we're already tapping into something that's already there and we're just trying to bring some DNI to it. Um, another thing we, we do and that we've been doing for a while now is having some of our DNI committee members um, become basically liaisons to some of the other uh, committees that we have on our chapter. So for example, we do have one liaison that um, meets with the symposium committee and the symposium is our big signature conference event that we um, hold each year. And uh, basically his role there um, is to suggest speakers um, and topics that would really emphasize DNI, because of course we don't want to be tone deaf and plan this whole big yearly event and, and, and be tone deaf. Uh, so that's, that's been uh, a very, very rewarding to have him, have him there because the, the Charlotte chapter overall has been very um, open to our suggestions and our recommendations, which, which is always helpful. Um, our DNI committee has also put a liaison within the APR committee, uh, Chris O'Terrell. And um, again, similar to what we've been doing with the symposium committee, um, we've been mindful and intentional um, when assisting these other committees. Um, and within APR, for example, uh, we've been able to identify uh, a diverse set of candidates, as well as ensuring that the panelists for the readiness, readiness review sessions are all diverse. Um, and that's really paid off as well. So um, that's at least three of the things that we've implemented this year. Um, I'm going to pass it along to Natasha now to talk a little bit about the educational partnerships. And I'll jump in later on uh, to discuss some of the other things that we've been working on. Thank you, Giovanna. I will say, you know, around some of this work, you would think that it would, um, it would naturally evolve. Um, but it's amazing how you look around in, in some of our, um, our groups and our, even with the APR panel, and without being very intentional, we find that um, these groups can be sort of homogenous. And so it was our role to ensure that um, 
um, that that didn't happen. And, and it was, again, it, it wasn't unattention. I mean, it, um, it wasn't maliciously the case, obviously, but I mean, we just wanted to bring some more intentionality around it. One of the things that one of our subcommittees focused on was making sure that we were developing some partnerships outside of our um, uh, outside of PRSA to, to expose our community and, and um, organizations like the Charlotte Area Association of Black Journalists and the Hispanic PR Association, just to ensure that they were aware of some of the events that, um, that PRSA uh, was hosting, and also to see if we could get them involved with some of the things and, and, and co-present um, some programming. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that, but specifically another group were area colleges and universities. We're fortunate, very, very fortunate in Charlotte to have several colleges and universities and all of them, um, or none of them, I should say, with the exception of UNC Charlotte, had PRSSA, PRSA, PRSSA chapters. Um, and so, you know, and we've had a very strong relationship with our local PRSSA chapter at UNC Charlotte and have been a longtime sponsor and partner. But there are some other, you know, college students that didn't have that access and exposure to PRSA. And there are many of us in the chapter who, like myself, had worked in higher education or there were members um, who worked on college campuses. And so we wanted to make sure that um, we would start there, reaching out to our contacts, either uh, university staff or faculty who could help us to identify those um, communication students in those classes where we could introduce PRSA um, as a benefit for, for not only the students but also to the to faculty and staff. So, you know, some of our objectives around sort of that outreach to, to universities and colleges was around programming. Like, uh, we've got great speakers who come in, we wanted to be able to expose students um, to, to that, to those sort of programs and those um, keynote speakers. They were learning a lot of that information within their classrooms, but just being able to hear from professionals um, was beneficial. Um, setting up opportunities for students to network with um, future employers and future colleagues and potentially, you know, having um, that network so they can identify internship opportunities, exposing them to like just a professional meeting settings. And for us, it was also developing a pipeline for our future membership, right? Exposing students um, to PRSA. And some of them haven't heard, hadn't heard about PRSA before, um, which was interesting um, as Marcom major. So we wanted to ensure that we were um, exposing them to um, our, our chapter. Ashley and other PRSA members have spoken to, to several um, students in, in classes, and these sessions have been very popular, very well received by both students and faculty. So, um, and one last thing I wanted to mention, and I'll turn it back over to Giovanna and Ashley, is that um, some of these, the faculty members came to us and said, hey, um, we don't have a PRSSA chapter, but how can we stay connected with PRSA Charlotte? And one of the things we did was drafted an educational partnership opp opportunity, similarly to our existing annual sponsorships. Um, and with that effort, we had some buy-in from some of the colleges and, and staffs who, who knew that, staff members who knew that they could benefit, and most importantly, the students could benefit um, from, from, from some sort of partnership. 
um, and they were excited about it. Um, unfortunately, you know, as they were trying to figure out budgets and the conversations were happening, uh, we experienced COVID-19. So that became an issue. But, you know, again, like Giovanna said about being tone deaf and sort of uh, being respectful of what's happening in the current environment. Um, we'll wait until universities figure out sort of what the fall looks like um, before we reach back out to them. And it may be um, 2021 before we continue to pursue these opportunities, but um, it's been a great experience. And I am um, incredibly um, proud and happy um, of the work, just, just even to be associated with the great work that Giovanna and Ashley are doing. So um, it's been very meaningful work. Thank you, Natasha. Um, just a couple of other, other things that we do want to mention. Um, again, I mentioned earlier the monthly programming um, that our chapter puts on. So in a non-COVID-19 world, those would be monthly luncheons where we physically gather. Um, in a COVID-19 world, those have become virtual sessions um, that are hosted via Zoom, much like this meeting. And so we had an opportunity as the DNI committee to work with our programming chair very closely um, to figure out the best times of year for our committee to really contribute to that menu of options that are presented to our chapter. And so in June, we had the opportunity to pull together some professionals um, for a conversation about COVID-19, but also because of the events that occurred at the end of May, we were able to really pivot that conversation a bit to include some of the issues that our nation and of course our Charlotte, local Charlotte community as well we're confronting with regard to racial and social justice. And so it gave us an opportunity to reach out to some speakers that our chapter might not otherwise have heard from, not only from the perspective of ensuring that we had gender and racial diversity, but also in the spirit of inclusion, making sure that we also had some diverse sectors and professionals represented as part of that conversation as well. I think a lot of times people think of DNI and they think, Okay, have we checked the gender box? Have we checked the race box? But there are a lot of creative ways that you can replicate DNI and incorporate that into your programming that your chapter is putting on. So we just encourage you to be creative as you think about that. Um, don't allow yourself to sort of get put in a box with what that DNI is for your chapter. Really talk with people and, and get some feedback about the topics that they're interested in people they might be interested in hearing from so that you're able to incorporate that as well. Um, we also this year have been uh, fortunate to work closely with a couple of other committees. The QCPR Awards is our signature award event. Um, we actually for the first time this year will offer DNI specific awards as part of that ceremony um, that will likely be held virtually but we're very excited about that. Uh, there's an award to recognize multicultural campaigns so those professionals who are making sure that they're thinking about those audiences and making sure that they are um, targeting those audiences. And then also for a professional who is really seeking to advance DNI within their work or within their volunteer opportunities that they might do within Charlotte. So we're very, very excited about that. Again, that intentionality of having a voice in the room for that particular committee made all the difference in being able to offer those awards for the first time this year. And then I'll also mention, um, just building on what Natasha shared, that we're being very intentional about thinking how we work with other organizations to make sure that people are aware 
that PRSA is a champion of diversity. It may not be something that people would normally think of when they think of us. I mean, obviously they think that we're advocating for communications and PR in our profession, but we want people to really see us as a leader in the DNI space. Um, we, we want to be that conscience, that voice for DNI. And so as we reach out to other organizations who emphasize diversity and inclusion, we want to be at that table. And we want that recognition to go beyond just our chapter members seeing what we're doing, but also for the larger Charlotte community to see us as an expert in DNI and as a champion for those causes. And so we think that that's a best practice as well that all chapters can look to, especially when you look at the upgrades that we're seeing in the national resources that are coming down um, from PRSA National. Um, this is an opportunity for PRSA to really shine. And so we're doing all that we can locally to make sure that we take advantage of that. The last thing that I'll mention, and then I'll turn it back over to Giovanna, is there are a couple of ideas that we felt like the DNI committee specifically could really give to our chapter. Um, we've had to pivot some of these because of COVID-19 and the fact that we're not able to, to get together in person. But one of those ideas is a chapter service project that we plan to implement sometime in 2021. Um, it'll be something new for our chapter to embark on. Um, but again, we see it as an opportunity for us to not only reach out beyond ourselves to our local Charlotte community, but also for additional partnerships, additional opportunities to get the PRSA name out there, additional opportunities for us to connect with community members that we might not connect with otherwise. And again, that ability to really strengthen relationships, not only for our chapter, but for the professionals within our chapter. And so our goal was to do that for Giving Tuesday this year. Um, Giving Tuesday got moved up a little bit early due to COVID-19, and we're not sure what December might look like for this year, but we do plan on implementing that in 2021, and we're very excited to, to sort of get that to our chapter members. Giovanna. Thank you, Ashley. Um, another thing we were planning on implementing this year, and unfortunately we haven't been able to, but it's still on the table, is um, trying to get feedback from, from the chapter as a whole, from the chapter members. Um, you know, instead of just waiting to get that one survey a year um, and try to monitor um, what, what our chapter members think about what we're doing, what could we be doing better, et cetera. So part of the responsibility for us as the DNI committee um, is also fostering a welcoming and inclusive environment within the chapter. So one of the things we had thought about um, to help with this was to bring in a text, uh, text to respond functionality. Um, to gather the feedback of our members. This could be used not necessarily during our monthly luncheon events, but throughout the year. Um, and for people who, for members who would prefer to maybe not use their phone, also um, add a survey monkey or some type of online survey. Um, same as maybe having physical um, cards, survey cards during our physical um, in-person events, which are canceled uh, for now. Um, but the idea was that to implement a few ways to 
have surveys out there and try to gauge how our members are feeling, what they would like to see from us. And then again, be able to share this idea with the, I'm sorry, share this data with um, the membership committee and work together to find ways to attract uh, diverse members in the future. Because like Ashley said, we wanna be DNI champions and, and we have to play the part and we, and we have to look the part, right? We, we need to, to foster that environment so more diverse members can, can join and want to join us. Um, so I, I think that's our presentation for now. Um, if you all have any questions, I know we have four minutes left, Brad, is that <laughs> right? <laughs> We've, we've bled over, so we'll just see how, how long and how far the conversation takes us. Uh, that was wonderful. Uh, thank you, everybody. I've certainly opened it up to all the folks here on questions, comments, iterations. Hi, it's Andrea. N nice job. I enjoyed listening to you. I'm in, I'm in Nashville. Um, you mentioned at the beginning the um, the work you did with the, the pronouns. Can you go into a little bit more detail? In that? Yes. So um, the the I guess the main idea of the DNI column is to serve as a resource um, for all all of our members, and uh, that was actually one of the topics that uh, was a little controversial even within our chapters. Um, it, it was very interesting. Um, the idea of, of the gender pronouns, right? You you may have seen on uh, email signatures how more and more people are adding them to to their email signatures to their Twitter accounts. It, it all goes down to being inclusive. Um, at least for me, I I know I identify myself as a woman. She, her, hers are my pronouns um, because I. After your name, that's the, the pronouns are basically the most personal thing you have that people refer to you as, right? So I do, even though I know I'm a woman, people see me, they, they see I'm a woman, I do have a pin actually that, that I wear in my backpack or, or my purse because it invites people to, to start a conversation. Again, it's all about being inclusive and being welcoming. And um, that was basically the gist of, of the article. Um, Okay. How, how it all started. Okay. How it's been used. Why it's been. Why we we. There's more visibility now around gender pronouns. So so that was basically the gist of the article. Got it. So it was and, more and, educational. So it wasn't yeah. um, recommendations on how you could implement it, or was it, were there recommendations in there? Um, I don't think we had recommendations. It, it was mostly educational. Got it. Um, because there's a, a lot of people that I've encountered that are really against it. So it was mostly educational. Um, same with actually for the, the other article that we, we published, uh, how to become an ally. That was, that had a little bit more tips. It was more tips based. I think uh, it's great. I think the, the, the more education, the better. So I like that you included that. I was just wondering what the structure looked like and how we could copy that. Well, and, and again, I could also um, share with you if, if I get a, an email list from Brad or I, I think we have the list, Brad or Natasha. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I can, I'll be more than happy to share it. We would love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it goes Andrea, back to inclusive language. Go ahead. 
I was going to mention that um, PRSA National has just like hot off the presses updated their DNI toolkit, and they have shared it with those who are. I believe it's gone to chapter presidents and then those who I national as DNI co-chairs, mm -hmm. and there is some gender pronoun information included in that. So that may be another resource that you'll want to tap in for sure. Perfect. Thank you. I think the work that you guys are doing is, is incredible. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have a sense, because I know um, in volunteer organizations, things are often driven by the fire and the passion of a small cohort of people. So do you have a sense within the Charlotte chapter, if, if, if life takes you all in different directions, that the fire will still be there when you leave and is the mantle there for others to pick up? That's a great question, Brad. Um, so we, we have actually, Giovanna and I have actually been talking about succession planning um, for the DNI committee. Um, one of the things that, that we've recognized is we have, we have, I think we have a total of like 14 or 15 committee members, which is it's pretty large. Um, but we do have sort of a core group within that. It's about five or six of the folks who are really sort of carrying and driving the work. Um, and we've already been talking about what does 2021 look like? What does 2022 look like? Because we do want there to be a that will continue this work regardless of what happens to the two of us. Um, and so we're working on that, having conversations with folks now. Um, we have been as much as we can, really trying to allow our DNI liaisons for each of those committees to really be the face um, for our committee within that. They're really running with those other committee chairs, running with board members, driving that work so that, again, we can build that pipeline in a way that allows for the work to continue seamlessly, um, regardless of who's the co-chair. So yes, that is something that is definitely top of mind for us. Anyone else? Questions, comments? Uh, Natasha, if you want to go ahead and talk about something special we've got in the works, uh, continuing on jumping from this topic, but uh, similarly involved. Very similarly. Listen, this is a hot off the press. Like we just confirmed um, in Simone McDowell from our chapter, our communications chairperson, I see that you're on. I will get this information to you. We just confirmed it, like just confirmed it. Sean um, Greenwood, who is the PR director for Ben and Jerry's, um, of course, headquartered in Vermont, will be the, uh, the chapter's July speaker. He'll talk about Ben and Jerry's um, very bold stance in their statement about how they have really put in the, uh, the diversity and inclusion work um, for that organization and their stance about how they will work to dismantle white supremacy which is a very, very bold statement following the George Floyd um, uh, death. And so Brad and I will sort of co-moderate that program on July 22nd. So stay tuned for details. Brad, any additional um, comments? 
No, that that's that's tremendous, and uh, appreciate all of your work in pulling this together. Um, I'm gonna give one last call for questions or comments to the discussion. Terrific. Well, uh, let's give Giovanna and Ashley a big round of applause. Uh, Natasha, appreciate you coordinating on that. Um, for those of you who, who heard this and want to share it, uh, we will be publishing it to our YouTube channel as well as to the podcast and providing that uh, replay available to you along with, uh, we'll put the toolkit in there as well as additional resources that Giovanna and Ashley have. We will next get together on Wednesday, August 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. Topic to be determined, but uh, you've given us a lot to think about and a lot to take back to our chapters. So thank you all. Thank you, everybody. Continue to be safe. Continue to uh, stay well, and please wear a mask. Have a good afternoon, everybody. Thanks. Thank you, Mom.